0: to Text Talks Extra. I am Tex and today I am talking to a 20-year-old singer-songwriter who I've been dying to get on this podcast since his debut single exploded first on TikTok and then everywhere else. I am of course talking about Will Lindley. Will, welcome to the show my friend. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing?
0: I am good. I'm good. So, you know, we follow each other on Instagram, right? And I try not to be a creepy stalker. But tell me, <laughs> where in the world are you at the moment? Because you've had an insane last few months.
1: Uh, right now, I'm, I'm back at home. Uh, I, I, I've, I've been on the move a bit for the last few months, but, but I'm glad to say that I'm, I'm chatting to you from my bedroom right now, which is awesome.
0: Welcome home. I'm sure. I'm sure it's nice to be home, right? After a little bit of a whirlwind, six to eight months.
1: Oh, Oh, one thousand percent. I I always joke about it, but like, there's nothing like just having a hug from your mother. You know what I mean? It's it's Aww. it's it sounds so like cringy or whatever, but but being on the move, being away from home for a while, it's nothing like coming back, having a home cooked meal, and just being with family, being with friends, and and being with people who are familiar to you
0: trust me if anybody understands i understand i'm italian and i live <laughs> 10 minutes away from my mother and i see, I see her like every second day so do
1: you, do you ever go back to italy
0: um i haven't been to italy in a very long time obviously covid i almost yeah. said coves <laughs> i gonna shorten it <laughs> shorten it like i know it coves yeah i saw him yesterday yeah,
1: first name basis um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been the yeah, hour so it's been a while but we have a plan to go next year so i'm very very excited also my boyfriend has never been to italy so we're gonna make it like a, a cute little family trip oh, which i'm really that's excited
1: gonna be about. so awesome
0: yeah i think so but listen we're here not to talk about my mother and her cooking <laughs> however great it might, might be Come on. but listen your explosion onto the south african tiktok scene right let's talk about that first that translated Mm. into such huge global interest and success for you and now you are a fully blown recording artist which is incredible (laughs) will how much has your life changed since october last year when you released your first single
1: yeah it's it's changed a fair bit i won't lie um i think it's it's (laughs) It's been a really interesting journey. I think for me as an individual growing up, there was never there was never the feeling that I could do music as a career, you know? It was it it felt like this unattainable dream that that just felt so far away. Um and then suddenly just the last year things have just kind of snowballed and one thing has led to another which has led to another. Um and I guess like now i'm I'm kind of <laughs> fully in the music thing as delusional as I may be and and just trying it out and, and seeing what happens but it's been awesome. I think I'm learning a lot um it's it's such a different industry and so foreign um mm. but I really just feel so supported in it and and I've just loved the journey so far
0: It is a very foreign industry, isn't it? I always say mm. like the music industry is not. For sissies, I say that a lot <laughs> on this podcast, but you know, now yes. you, you've signed with BMG, like you've, mm-hmm. you've got a record deal, which is super exciting. And I'm, I'm sure that they're cooking up a giant plan for global, a uh, global takeover. <laughs> but were you, were you ever a bit unsure about things moving like super fast in the beginning? Or were you just very happy to like dive headfirst into this crazy game?
1: It was a bit of both. Um I think there was a large part of me that that was really worried about how quickly things were moving off the bat. Um I think you you often hear stories of people in the industry um how they've been messed about and how yeah. they've had their careers blown because of people that they were surrounded by, you know, and and bad decisions that were made and um and you hear just stories of people signing to labels and and the label deal, not being friendly and and supportive for the artists. And, and, and that kind of was my main frame of reference of the music industry was that if you go into music, you are going to get messed around at some point or another, you know? Um, Mm. And so I was really worried about going into the industry and just starting. Um, But I have been blessed and i'm so grateful to have incredible people in my corner um and uh, and that's like bubele boy and david bolshaw who are like my two main collaborators um and and shout they're out. like the two main producers who are honestly shout out noble they are such incredible guys and have really just like taken me under their wing and and supported me and helped me in in every aspect of this journey um and so there was a part of me that was so scared about jumping into this but there was an an even bigger part of me that was actually feeling so at peace because i felt like i had good people in my corner and i was in the mindset of going like you know what if i get messed around now like well done like you guys really pulled the wool over my eyes you know and (laughs) and and so i was ultimately excited that these dreams were coming true that i've had as a little kid but there really is that fear of of things moving too quickly i mean with miss me doing really well off the bat, it kind of puts pressure on the singles that come out afterwards, you know, and mm. and you're kind of dealing with what friends or the public may say and just kind of, you have to really just back your music and realize that even though I, my first single did really well, I am actually a developing artist, you know. I'm not a Jeremy Loops, a Shekinah, a, a Matthew Moll or, um, you know, or even a Lois or like just some of these most incredible artists who, who really have built themselves a career, you know, I, I think one can often get into the mindset of going like, Oh, they got to where they are overnight, you know? And, and I think I'm now realizing that I'm developing, I'm growing, I'm learning and, and I'm finding peace with that right now. So enjoying the, the movements as they happen really quickly, but, but just sitting in it as it happens.
0: And while all of this is happening to you, Right what are your parents thinking, feeling, are they supportive or they're like, Oh my gosh, well, I wish you'd just gone to university and got a BA because we don't (laughs) know how this is going to turn out. Like what's, (laughs) what's the vibe there with your parents?
1: They are, they've been incredibly supportive. Um, and I feel so grateful, um, to have two parents that are just in my corner in a, in a productive way, you know? Um, and, and they aren't sitting, sitting in the corner going, um are you being stupid for doing this why are you even trying uh, just go get a degree like come on but they are reserved in their in their support um they back me they back my decisions they realizing you know what like you're old and ugly enough to make your own decisions and and if this doesn't work out it's on you but but we are your parents and we wouldn't be loving you as parents if we weren't in your corner and supporting you um and i think it's they've been so incredible in terms of just the conversations that we've had over the last six months. Um, I think there was no ways that I would have put my degree on hold this year. Um, if we if we go back a year to like June, um, end of May last year, there was not a chance that I would ever put my degree on hold. But throughout the year, as things changed, um, my parents and I just adapted to those changes. And we make our decisions based on facts that were were prevalent to our lives and and things that were actually going on at that current moment in time and i think that as music started just developing into more and more of a a solid choice our decisions and thought processes changed you know and and ultimately i'm so grateful for that because they've really just been able to or we've been able to have such open conversation um and so it's like my dad was up in Pretoria with me um, for this last gig that I did, um, standing in the cold, in the middle of a, of a, of a sea of people, all, all singing, singing songs and, and, and having a party. Um, and then we were on the plane the next morning, um, coming back home. So they've really been so supportive and, and are very much wanting to learn as much as I'm wanting to learn about this industry, which is, which is awesome.
0: So are your parents going to be front and center there at La Parada?
1: oh 1000%. I think I think my mom my mom was like our manual merch table don't stress i got you like it's it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> I love that so much. So miss me when you're gone, right? That's the song that started all of this. And it's funny that you mention Matthew Mole in context because Miss Me When You're Gone, right? It's honestly one of the best pop songs I've heard in a very long time. And I feel like I was okay. having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and I said I said to her, I feel like in 10 years, we'll be talking about you, like we talk about Matthew Moll now, like you've got that kind of <laughs> quality to your voice and, and your songwriting. Are you surprised at all how people have gravitated towards the song? Cause it was really like a movement at the, at the end of last year, specifically on TikTok.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, 1000%. I think I, I still kind of like pinch myself now and, 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 ask the same questions now as I did before like why are you like, listening to these songs why are you guys enjoying these and and I think it's <laughs> it it still feels really weird to me I won't lie um but it 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 really has been an a journey that I that I I could have never imagined it's like this is all my wildest dreams you know it, it, I don't even know if that even made sense as I said that I was like what does that mean william but it it it's really just so different to what i was expecting um i used to put out music on soundcloud after like i'd produce a song maybe over a weekend and i'd put the song out on sunday evening or something and it it was horrible like the songs sucked but i was very used to putting out music and then like my friends and family going like oh good job well like keep going, you know, like, like, and, and they would be very sweet. They're supporting and, and, you know, doing, doing, doing what friends and family are, are, are there to do. And, um, and, and I felt very blessed to have people in my life that were constantly kind of urging me to, to give it a go. um, But then when, miss me started moving on tiktok and and just started reaching bigger audiences and and people who weren't my friends or family were sending me messages going this is an awesome song well done or uh it means this and this to me or or, or different stories like that i suddenly just started like i felt incredibly overwhelmed but in a positive way um Mm. and, and felt incredibly grateful and and but also just felt like massive imposter syndrome on going like, why, why are people listening to, to my music? This is incredible. This is so awesome. But, but why? There's so many other artists that you can listen to. Um, and so it really has been an interesting journey that I'm trying to just, just manage as, as it goes.
0: Last week I was in the Uber on my way to <laughs> record a podcast actually. And I was listening to the radio. I can't remember which radio station it was, but I caught your interview with uh, I can't even remember the DJ's name it was some guy and I didn't even know that it was you but I knew that it was you just from the way that you were talking and then you started talking about miss me when you're gone I was like ah and it was very interesting because the DJ asked you something about social media and you know TikTok breaking artists and I thought that your your answer was so eloquent um and like really well thought out like you know, like kind of what you said now, you know, yeah, you're a little bit surprised. You know, you, you in the beginning, you were like, mm, I'm not 100% sure why people are listening to the song. People are listening to it and using it because it's great. It's a great song. Like, I think that there's a reason... That certain songs have moments on TikTok, and then there are artists that you know, kind of they 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 plateau, and then we never hear from them again. You are not going to be one of those artists, and <laughs> like that, the, and you reinforce that with your second single with Wrong Time, and it's got like it's got the coolest video attached to it. And I remember I watched it, and I was like, this could have been shot in Cape Town, but I know that it was shot in LA. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the vibes on set.
1: It was so much fun. I think what was awesome is is uh, through BMG we like we obviously had this this song Wrong Time but but for me as a as a creative in in the songwriting space and in the music space I often struggle to visualize what a video can look like for a song. Um I knew that for Wrong Time I didn't want a video that was like I don't know, reenacting the exact words, you know, I just Mm. wanted this fun video that was like just me and my friends in, in, I don't know, being idiots or whatever you want to say, but we, we kind of got this, this pitch from a director called Iris Kim. And she sent through this, this treatment for the video. And I remember watching it just going, this is the the most incredible pitch that I've ever seen. It's so awesome. And it was like an instant. Yes. You know? Um, and, when we shot it she was just so full of energy so much fun and the 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 crew and 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 extras were just so incredible and what was even better was abo a Bongwe boy who who is bubele's brother bubele is a producer um abo is like has has worked alongside me with with a lot of the creative stuff for miss me um and he was out shooting a bunch of like vlog content whilst i was away and 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 whilst we were were on set we were like can we get abu to be in the video and so he was able to be in it so we have some like south african energy in there with not just me but abu was also in it which is so awesome but who i was, felt just super he in the video he was like one of the the friends people in the oh, back I was going to say,
0: awesome. if, i was gonna say was he the guy behind the counter because that guy is legendary like you like walk in <laughs> you you guys like walk slash dance into the shop and this dude's just like and now <laughs> and what so is happening f- yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so fun. He, I literally like went up to go introduce myself, say, how's it chat a bit. And he was like the most like chill dude ever. I was like, okay, you aren't acting here. You really are just this type of individual. It was so funny. He was great.
0: <laughs> and then your newest single, I don't want to be yours was co-written by Noble. Shout out David and Bubele. Again, we love you. Shout Doing out. incredible things in LA. Mm. Are they still in LA?
1: Yeah, they, they, they came back to, to like visit home and stuff. They hadn't been back for like a year and four months or whatever. So they're back in South Africa right now, but they're heading off to LA, I think, at the end of this month or beginning of next Yeah,
0: Incredible. Love those boys. And I remember when you released the single last week, you wrote on Instagram that it was the first time that you'd written with anyone. But I'm assuming mm. that because they're your friends, it wasn't as nerve wracking as it would have been with anyone else.
1: Mm, well, we're friends now. We, I, I, we are very much uh, great uh, mates now, but, but back in the day, um, we were not, I mean, at David, I got put in touch with him through a mutual friend. Um, Balsh is twenty seven now, I think, and and Bubs is twenty six, I think, twenty five. I could be outing them. My apologise if I'm getting the ages wrong. Um, but uh, <laughs> we're all um,
0: friends on this podcast.
1: <laughs> honestly, and, and they don't look an age over nineteen. I promise you that. Don't stress. Um, but uh, <laughs> but Bolsh, I got I I wrote with him a lot because he was still in Cape Town during COVID. I got introduced to him. Uh, halfway through the first few months of COVID, like those first three months of COVID. Um, and we started chatting. Bubele at the time was in, uh, was studying at NYU. So it was really the first song that I wrote with David in person. And I remember just being so scared and so nervous. It was the first time I was in a proper studio. It was the first time I was recording vocals wow. in a booth and like there wasn't a lawnmower going off in the back or my mum wasn't <laughs> shouting at me to come and get dinner or to <laughs> shut up and, you know, quiet down. That's enough for today. Um, and, and so it was a really nerve wracking process for me because I didn't know session culture. I didn't know what it meant to write a song with somebody else. And then Balsh and I wrote the song we wrote like half of the song in this in the session. And then I went home and I was so excited that I just, I carried on sending him voice notes of different verse ideas and different lyric ideas. And I opened a Google doc and I sent it to him. I was like, right, get on this Google doc right now. Cause we're finishing the song. Um, and we wrote out the whole thing and then we sent it to Bubele to get his thoughts. And then Bubs was like, everything is really good, but I think our chorus needs work. So then he kind of dove in on pride and, and dove in with different, um, ideas in 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 chorus concepts and then that's when things kind of slowly started clicking over with us um and and so we are really great mates now but that was the first song that we wrote together and and we were kind of still feeling each other out still getting a grasp of of where we were where where we were at
0: i also love the visualizer for that track it reminds me of (laughs) Loves, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Mm. Okay, wait, mm. whoa, wait, why Danger. am I singing? Oh, come on, please, my sing more, sing more,
1: no, sing more. You,
0: if anyone's <laughs> singing on this podcast, you're going to be the one who's going to sing. But uh, yeah, it's just, I love, I love, you know, obviously you, your music video for Wrong Time is epic, like very slick visually. Very fun. But I love the visualizer. There's something very casually cool to just you with a friend in the car, like singing along to the track. (laughs) And I am going to be honest. I think I listened to that song the day that it came out in succession 10, 15 times. (laughs) That is how much I love this track. And there's this like little, uh, it's almost like a, Halfway through the track, you like pull back, and then there's like a little bit of a crescendo that sort of like en- ends up uh, as a as a climax to the song, which is mm. so dope. Which is so the first time I heard that, I paused it and I was like, oh man, <laughs> that is amazing. I can't wait to hear that live.
1: Mm. That that's that's the genius of Bubele right there. I remember because we like we had the song. And Bubs was like, guys, it needs something more. And he sent us the bounce of, of I Don't Want to Be Yours, like a new bounce. And he had mm. added in those hits and those crescendos yes. and things. And it was just like, he's the spice. He's the spice. He brings all the spice to the song. David is like the suit and tie. He distills the spice. You know, it's, it, they're so good.
0: I love that. We need to actually just clip that section of the podcast and send it to them. And then they can just use it for like audio references if they ever want to pimp themselves.
1: (laughs) Yes, I like that. Oh
0: my gosh. I love that so much. Also, there's just so much to talk about with you. I'm like, oh, also this. And then I remember that. And I'm like, ah. But congratulations on being booked for this year's Rocking the Daisy. How amped are you to be playing their first edition post-COVID?
1: you know what it it was like the excitement was immense like through the roof i couldn't believe it i mean i've never gone to daisies before i was going to go in my first year of varsity and then covid stopped that you know Mm. um and so the feeling of of going to my first daisies but playing it is just insane to me and i've always wanted to play daisies before so it was when i got the call when i found out i was playing it was this like mass excitement and then after I put the phone down, it was like this, Oh no, 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 no. Oh goodness. This is going to be, I've got like, I'm so scared now. I hope this, this show goes well. So it's, I'm super excited. Um, and, and so keen to play, but also just so nervous because you always want a live show to go well.
0: Mm, Definitely. Especially one on a stage that's, that big but are you i mean listen i know it's still in a few months and i'm sure that it's on your mind but are you doing anything special for this set are you like in the process of crafting something new or what's the vibe let me know give me the scoop
1: (laughs) i I think so so we we keen on on I mean, I, I never know how to work in, if we are able to do visuals, what that even looks like. I think that could be quite cool. I think it's going to be the first time that I'm going to try and perform with maybe like a two piece band and myself. Um, And then we are hoping to maybe do like one, like new song that won't be released yet. um, That'll be coming out at like the end of the year. So hopefully give like a taste for new music as well during the set. So we'll see, but, but it's in planning stages right now.
0: Love it. I can't wait. Okay, so, Will, we've reached the part of this podcast that I like to call This or That.
1: Welcome to This or That with text,
0: Where I give you two things to choose from and you pick which one you prefer. And you don't have to say why you pick that thing unless you want to. Okay. Okay. Are you ready?
1: I don't know. Let's see.
0: (laughs) It's not that bad. Okay. Coffee or tea?
1: Coffee.
0: Island holiday or big city holiday?
1: Oh, uh, big city.
0: Nice. That would have been my pick too. Craft yes. beer or craft gin? <sighs>
1: uh, oh, uh, or gin. You can't go wrong.
0: My boy I also would have picked Jen Did we just we are become the same best friends? Page. I think we just became best friends Oh my gosh Yes okay. go Come <clears throat> Next one Long walks on the beach Or Long walks up the mountain Mountain Yeah You and I are the same We are the same <laughs> Okay <clears throat> Mexican food Or Italian food
1: Mexican oh, yum. Yum. I'm sorry no, I want
0: a taco, I want a taco <laughs> now. No, no it's fine don't apologize Also I'm sure that while you were in LA You had some bagging Mexican food
1: That's what changed it for me I think the answer a year ago would have been Italian But now it's Mexican
0: <laughs> What was the, like the best Mexican dish you ate while you were in LA?
1: Oh, there was this place down the road from David and Bubbs's house called Angel's Tijuana Tacos. Shout out, Angels. And it was like, it, <laughs> it was this street, uh, like a pop-up uh, Mexican side restaurant uh, that basically mm-hmm. just would open from like four o'clock. And what I just loved was that these street restaurants... Um, or like pop-up stores were like the watering hole for every individual in LA. No matter who you are, who you were, no matter what your profession was, everyone uh, would congregate to this place to come and eat street tacos. And the line would be like, you'd wait 45 minutes to get your tacos and your burrito. That was the greatest Mexican food I'd ever got.
0: And while you were giving me your answer, <clears throat> I have saved the spot <laughs> on Google Maps. <laughs> So that if I ever go there, it's the <laughs> first place I'm going for food. Thank you, Well, Okay. okay. <clears throat> I love it. Last question. All right. <clears throat> LA or Cape Town?
1: Cape Town. Cape Town, Yay! 1,000%. <laughs> 100%. Listen
0: listen this is amazing right i could do this all day with you but unfortunately we've come to the end of text talks extra and it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today well like i knew it would be and i wish you all of the success going forward in 2020 and i cannot wait to catch you at a live gig super super soon la parada i'll be there
1: oh yes i cannot wait thank you so much for having me honestly this is so 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 cool to just sit and chat
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Text Talks. A huge shout out to Tom's, the only music store for always having our backs technically. Remember to follow Text Talks on all socials and subscribe and rate on whatever platforms you stream your podcasts on. Head on over to texttalks.com for all our previous episodes. And remember, that's Tex with a double X. From me, your host, Tex, producers Jonathan Ings and Matthew Lewitz and research and associate producer Al Clapper, catch you on the flip side.